I'm Aubrey Hostetter, and you're listening to Made for This. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another edition of Made for This. I'm Anthony Cook. Got Morgan McQuarrie. Hello. And joining us today is Aubrey Hostetter, our Kentucky equine consultant. Hello, Aubrey. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Of course. So you kind of already know the drill. We're gonna we're gonna get your background, where you fell in love with a horse the first time, and how you wound up here. So uh, let let's go back to the beginning. Where was that first horse experience? First horse experience, Birmingham, Alabama, where I grew up, and I wanted to ride horses. My parents were not horsey people, and they were just so innocent and oblivious and just suckers. So they called the closest horse farm to our house, happened to be a saddlebred place, and I just started taking lessons out there. Never really stopped, so we got suckered into saddle seat, saddlebred world, and I did that my entire childhood. My dad became a great barn dad. Absolutely loved uh, going to the barn with me, and uh, he became a favorite among all the the barn rats. Was out he there. a good groom too? He was not. He was not a good groom. <laughs> he he suffered what he referred to as significant blood loss from some of my horses from stepping on him. <laughs> it was a it was a tiny red dot in a sock, and since then he he admired them from afar. But no, they're not horse people. They were very supportive. I'm so blessed to have the parents that I do, and they supported me all the way up until college. Then I went to William Woods University, and I did their saddle seat program there. Majored in equestrian science. That's what it says on my diploma. Um, that could mean a whole lot of different things. But basically, it's a school that is really neat. There's a lot of saddle seat folks there. And you get tons of hands-on experience. Um, so I was there for, I graduated early for three and a half years. And then I took some assistant training jobs after college and did that for two years. I no longer train horses, hence why I'm here. Aubrey came to Kentucky in the worst freezes we had had in a long time. It was the worst winter. What was it? I think it was 2013? It was like a 13, 14, something like I'm that. I'm pretty sure it was 2013, and it was just a disaster. You walk in the barn, it's just the floors frozen, water buckets frozen. For an Alabama girl, this was not cool. Yeah, I went to school in Missouri, but it was heated, and they kind of trick you by letting you have that heated barn for several years. Mm-hmm. And then you go into your internships in the summer and it's like, no one talks about the winter. What, what the winter's like. Um, so yeah, I stopped training horses pretty quickly. I mean, I shocked myself. It was actually, to be honest, a really rough time you know, thinking that you're going to do that for forever and loving it. And then all of a sudden not loving it. The winter was bad, but there were other reasons for not training and I got pretty burned out pretty quick and I wanted to use my degree. So I was very fortunate to get in the horse feed business. So I was able to still use it. But you still had a tie to a, maybe a trainer in the industry. I did. I did. The, okay. So the industry was very good to us in many ways. Uh, my husband and I uh, met through Saddlebreds. So he was a Saddlebred trainer in Kentucky. So when I moved to Kentucky, of course, it's a small world. We met the night that I moved there and dated for a little bit. And now we are married, husband and wife. And he is not a horse trainer anymore. He's a firefighter paramedic. Very proud of him and what he's 
been able to accomplish there. But yeah, he a similar story, but he trained longer than I did. He trained for probably 10 years professionally and then just sort of hit a wall, wanted to do something else and has been very happy. So ed- educate me, would there be a lot of saddlebreds where you where you're from in Alabama? Would that be a big market? No, it's not. Um, a handful, maybe even less than a handful, but it was just really by chance. We just happened to live close to one. That was the closest one. Birmingham, I wouldn't say, is a particularly horsey area. I mean, there are some farms, but not. And when I say Birmingham, I mean the areas surrounding Birmingham. But no, not particularly a, a saddlebred pocket. And my husband, he's from Denver. He grew up riding saddlebreds out there. And there's probably fewer out in the Denver area than where I'm from. But his mom rode saddlebreds. And again, I think it was just logistics. It was just the closest barn to where they live. Sure. But yeah. it seems like, man, this was destined to be. A kid oh, yeah. grows up in Denver interested in saddlebreds. Yep. With little to no saddlebred community there. A girl grows up in Alabama with saddlebreds, with little to no community of saddlebreds around her, and yep. then they meet in and, Kentucky. And they both went to the same college, just at different times. Just at different yeah. times. We did not meet at college. Until he's you old. got to Kentucky. He's older, so... He's really old. He says he's a cradle <laughs> robber, but I'm like, oh, five years, not quite cradle <laughs> robber status. <laughs> but he was older, so he was gone before I got there. Yes. Yeah. Very much uh, the Lord was looking out for us, and he brought us together for sure. There you go. They're happy family now, her, Chris. And her favorite dog, Titus. You know, we're not going to get in the dog, Aubrey. I'm not going to let he's, her go there. He's I know for sale. That's a, yeah. <laughs> he's for sale. Don't tell right my husband. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell him that we put out a podcast with you in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bought the dog for sale. Yeah. yeah. So then you, you told us you had your reasons for leaving training. Uh, the winner, she says, had nothing to do with it. I I think we 25 percent. About yeah. 25. <laughs> I, I would have, it would have made 75 percent for me. Yeah. yeah. And so fair. you came to the horse feed world. And so now yes. you've been with Hallway Feeds for how long? It's been about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so what was that like? You started with our team and about a month later, three weeks later. I didn't think it was, yeah, it was even a full month. The world yeah. decided that we shouldn't go out in public anymore. And you in sales, that felt wonderful. <laughs> um, actually, you know, reflecting on that, uh, I don't know if it's just my, my personality, but I just was probably naive and sort of oblivious to a lot of it. And I just kind of kept doing what I'm, I was doing. And I was like, well, if I'm allowed to go see people, I'll go see people. And thankfully, um, I work for some great people that just let me be an adult and make wise decisions. And it was actually a, a kind of a fun time to go and see people because they were lonely. I mean, really, they were like, okay, well, what do I do now? And, and they were home. Not as many people were traveling yeah. to horse shows. So they yeah. were here. So for like a month, you know, just made sure to call ahead and, you know, make sure that people knew I was coming. Then after that, it was kind of like, you know, free, free to go. And actually, I think COVID really worked to our advantage, to be honest. Kept your visits in the barns and outsides. It was, yeah, it's outside. It's not like I was going to doctor's offices or things like that. I mean, super thankful. I was very blessed. So, yeah, no, COVID really, it's weird, but it wasn't a disaster. I think it's brought more interest into horses. It was the one sport that kept going for a while, even mm-hmm. when nothing else happened. Yeah. And people yeah. kept yeah. watching, and, and it got people outside again. Mm-hmm. Um, horse racing was the horse racing was the first thing back up and running after the big shutdown. Mm-hmm. So it just it was on TV. They could yeah. they, it was the only thing left to bet on. So you know yeah. it got big. So that was yeah. great, great. So now year and a half, um, 
how do you feel about your your role? Have you, you you enjoyed it? You found your stride. What's it feel like? Well, aside from Anthony's terrible jokes oh. and uh, from time to time <laughs> in the office, no, it's been such a blessing. Such a blessing. I couldn't ask for better people to work with and to work for, and that's really what drew me in to the company in the first place. When Morgan called me, I thought I was like, "Is she mad at me?" But no, it's a just group of phenomenal people here and that really makes the biggest difference and very serious about what we do but at the same time it's definitely family so feel very fortunate we have fun together all right so here it is uh most entertaining most interesting most rewarding story pick pick one of those let's let's what do you got what comes to mind too many too many um i'm gonna the first one that comes to my approach is I'm not yeah, going to incriminate anybody. <laughs> I'm going to uh, actually the funniest thing when Morgan and I were calling on farms in Tennessee, my first trip down there, this never happens. Any salesperson listening would be like, yes, that never happens. Yeah. The, the woman that we, we drove up her driveway and she was coming out as we were coming in, we rolled down a window. We were like, Hey, you know, here, this is who we are. Just wanted to say hello. She said, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. I've been wanting to talk to you. Yeah, we basically sold feed from a car window. I mean, yeah, it was car window to car deal. window. <laughs> that never ever. happens, and she yeah. still buys feed to this day in Tennessee, and she's great, great yeah. customer. But that it's a nice start. We both yeah. looked at each other and said, "We're like, did we? Have, has that ever happened to you before? Something? Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I've been run off that quick. <laughs> yeah. I have too. <laughs> I have too. I'm going to leave out those stories. Yeah, those are more depressing. But that was. So I'm just waiting for that to happen again. I, I'll tell you how, how good Aubrey is. While we've been sitting here, I swear her phone's gone off multiple times. So uh, I feel bad we've taken 10 minutes out of her afternoon because we're, we're slowing her down. And if she's working, she's making us look good. So I like that. It, it, it always happens when you're busy. Busy. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon again. Oh, well, you forgot to mention, you know, you called her just our Kentucky equine consultant. Sorry. Yes. Thank we you. D- don't limit her to just Kentucky. We've got Aubrey going down to Tennessee. Um, her and Maddie, who we'll speak to later, tag teaming the Carolinas together. So, yep, some in Ohio when when need be. So, if, if you're in those areas, reach out to Aubrey. Aubrey at hallwayfeeds.com. Check out our website uh, under that Who We Are tab across the top. You'll find our whole team and you can find out how to get hold of Aubrey Hostetter. And if you need to call, we can connect you. Absolutely. We'll get you to her. Aubrey, thanks for joining us thanks, today. Thanks, guys. Thanks.